ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility. And from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, you Break iFix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools. It's true. And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. Tom, y'all, welcome, welcome. Maestro Styles and Trey Frazier here yep. in the house. Uh, what's good, man? What's going on, man? Cool, another day, another dime, man. Man, we told y'all niggas, man, we 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 up doing bigger, better things, man. And here we are taking, you know, taking just another step to greatness, man. I'm excited. You know, we going to the next level. Uh, football's coming. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we definitely about to get it. Is definitely popping. here, man. Definitely here. I'm, I'm excited about this show today, man. This is our, our first show we're doing live. And by the way, for our fans out there, just a couple things I want to remind you guys. Uh, we got the Twitter page at Barbershop, S-P-O-R-2. And we also got the Facebook page and the Instagram page. So we sent out some links through Facebook and Twitter. Um, just click on the link. And when you get there, you're going to get to our homepage. Um, hit the like button, hit the follow button so that every time we come on live, you'll get the notification that we on live. And so you could come into the barbershop, get a fresh cut, talk some, you know, talk some sports, whatever. We ain't cut no motherfucking hair, man. And uh, we, you know, we got the chat room up and popping. So definitely feel free to come in. You know, we shout you out if, you know, you got some some good things to say. And let's let's get it, man. Let, let's get it. Let's go, man. Let's so uh, another, I guess we we took another hiatus, <laughs> another two week hiatus, and it, it's been a crazy summer, uh, to say the least. But I, I I gotta I gotta get into the Yankees for a little bit because they've had quite an interesting week and a half since you and I last was on the air. So basically, the trade deadline came and went. Um, last time I talked on the on the podcast, we talked about the Chapman trade. 
Well, the Yankees traded Andrew Miller to the Indians, and they traded Carlos Beltran, who was leading the league in all, I mean, leading the Yankees in all offensive categories to the Texas Rangers. So that told me that the Yankees were waving the white flag, that they want to get some prospects, they want to get younger. Um, they got Beltran's contract away. I mean, I know he wasn't getting paid that much, but um, they finally got an old guy off the team. They got some new younger pieces on the team. So uh, I, I thought that was great. And I was right about the Yankees this year. They're not going to contend for a championship, let alone make the playoffs this year. So days later after that, Mark Teixeira, uh, first baseman for the Yankees, announces that this will be his last season in a Yankee uniform and playing uh, baseball, period. Um, just to kind of go over his career a little bit, uh, he started in 2005. Um, I know he played for the Texas Rangers all those years, and then he got traded to the Braves for a couple of years, and then he came to the Yankees in 09 when the Yankees won the title that year. Um, he was spectacular. Uh, 404 home runs right now. Uh, we'll see if he ups that number um, the rest of the way. Um, career batting average is around 250, 255. Um, I don't know how I feel about him being a Hall of Famer. I mean, he has the numbers definitely, but when you think of Teixeira, you don't think of him as a guy that as a face of baseball. What what you think, Mike? He's been washed for I mean, roughly I mean, roughly maybe five. I mean, I, may, I might be, you know I might be sizing it, but it seemed like he'd been washed for a good five years. Um They bought him in old. <laughs> I mean, they bought Teixeira in old. It, it's I ain't you know, I ain't really Old no. as in twenty nine years old, old. Yeah, but he was whack. Like, like, I get you. He ain't old in age, but it was like, I don't know. I, I wasn't really. Let's just say this. I'm not big. I've never been super big on Tashera, and I, I get he's got the stats to back it. It's just, um, he just ain't that dude to me. Like he just, you know, what I'm saying. You think about. I mean, when you think about the Yankees, and I know he had a career prior in um in Texas. Texas. Yep. Uh. You know, when you think about the, and maybe I'm maybe I'm measuring it to the Yankees. You know, Bernie Williams and Jeter, obviously. And right. I mean, even A. Rod, even though his past few years have been, you know, troubled. And yep. And we'll know, get to him in a second. Yeah. When you talk about Yankees, to sure don't really. No. You know, and and I and I think that's what my my criticism is of him as far as where he belongs. You know, when you talk about his career afterwards, and it's crazy because the Yankees might give him a plaque with the rest of those real Hall of Fame Yankees that had already got plaques. That I think that's the crazy thing about it. But but check this out. He's, he's hit more than 30 home runs almost, you know, eight times in his career. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, when he came to the Yankees, he hit 39 the first year, the championship year. Then 33 after that in 2010. 2011, he hit 39, and 2012, he kind of tailed off at 24. So that's really when you really started to see the injuries and the body of Teixeira start to break down was 2013, 2014. Right, so, right. Um, you know, an excellent career nonetheless. Um, gave it everything he had, but, um, you know, more props to Teixeira. Um, so Sunday morning, this past Sunday morning, 
Uh, I wake up and I, I watch the show called Quick Pitch. Uh, I try to watch an hour of it. They do highlights of the previous night's games, and they had an announcement that A Rod was going to do a press conference eleven o'clock Sunday morning. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what 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 was was really good? Like, what's this really about? First thing I thought about was he's going to retire. Um, you know, they're going to try to get him out of that contract, and sure enough. A-Rod's last day on the Yankees is this Friday. Now, that's kind of weird. I've never heard of an announcement quite like that where you let a guy play one more week, if that, because he's been on the bench, I mean, for the most part of the season. And, you know, I'll I'll get to how I feel about how the Yankees did him in a second, but um, how how will you remember A-Rod? Uh, first of all, player. Um, the 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 urban rumors is that he smashed Madonna, and I think anybody that gets in that Madonna, Madonna smash list, uh, you know, gets a credit. Um, so player. How long ago was this? Like, it, it, I think it kind of. Do you think it matters though? Yeah, like, I mean, would, it, would it be Madonna, Madonna now? Versus Madonna, well, Madonna fifteen years ago. I mean, it, it's it's you. I mean, maybe not as many points, but if you're in our age bracket and you smash Madonna, that that counts for something. If you grew up on Madonna and you smash Madonna, that counts. That just means you're trying to get some bread. But no, I nonetheless, mean, I, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, the Bama that got suspended for. So many games for lying and consistently lying. You know, it is at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. accolades and let's let's not get it twisted. Um, he's been very successful as far as playing baseball. You know, at least up until this point, um, the Bama ha- will not crack seven hundred home runs in his career. Um, unfortunate. Yeah. So it's like, and Un- then freaking fortunate. And then what I really think about is. You know, and maybe you got some backstory to it. Why now? Like, why did you decide to retire Friday? Yeah, that that kind of confused me. Again, it was the fact that they said, oh, this coming Friday is going to be his last day. And it's like, okay, why this Friday? Why this like, Friday? Like, why, not, why can't it be? Why that next Tuesday? I mean, any day. Why, I mean, why, why not till the end of the year? Right. The Yankees aren't going anywhere this year. We could have made this a little, you know, a little mini farewell. I mean, you don't. Put him in the in the light of Derek Jeter as far as farewell tours. I mean, Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter. And, oh, exactly. And, you know, but at the same time, you could do a little something for him. I mean, he got that big contract years ago. Like he's been, he's a mainstay in New York. I mean, yeah, we can. He, he definitely is a mainstay in New York. Now, I I gotta rip the Yankees for a minute here. I'm, I'm a diehard Yankee fan, but I I gotta rip the Yankees for how they've kind of treated this A-Rod situation. And I'm even going back to before, you know, three years ago when they suspended him for that one season and then he came back and he produced. Look, he needs to get 700 home runs. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you that right now. There, there's, only th- there's only three guys that have hit more home runs in the history of baseball than A-Rod. And I don't need to go into those names. We know who those names are. But... If I'm a if I'm a Yankee fan and I know my team isn't going anywhere this year, which I am a Yankee fan by the way, um, 
I would like to see A Rod make history. Now, granted, there's some you know there's some taint to that history, obviously because of the admitted steroid use in the and, and, use. and that and that that's that's important. Right? Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah. Oh, definitely important. I mean, if you want to throw an asterisk on it, fine. That's fine. But getting 700 home runs and being the fourth player in the history of baseball to do it is something that me as a fan would love to witness. And I, and I think the Yankees are doing their fans a disservice. They're doing this. They're doing a rod a disservice of not allowing him to get those four more or whatever more home runs he has to get the 700. Um, they're going to have to pay him 20 something million dollars even next year. Uh, which yeah. is which is mind boggling to me. Yeah. Um. So he, here's how I'm gonna remember a Rod, and I'm gonna say particularly as a Yankee, Alex Rodriguez was a terrible playoff performer. Um, you know I I got some stuff right here on his you know his playoff stuff. Uh huh. Um, in the 2011 postseason he batted 111. In the 2012 season he batted 120. And there were a couple other years he batted 133. And then he, I mean, he single-handedly took us to the championship in 09. So I got to give him credit for that. Right. I mean, he batted 365, um, 18 RBIs, six home runs. I mean, he definitely was a catalyst for that Yankee squad in 09. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, when you look at the playoff uh, performances, and I'm talking about as a Yankee. I'm yeah. not talking about when he was with the Mariners early on, yeah, when he was on that record-setting Mariner team. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about with the Yankees. Um, even in 04, when he first got to the team, that was the year that the Yankees blew a 3 nothing lead against the Red Sox. Right. Um, he And while he batted 320, um, we, we lost four straight after winning three games in that series. So, um, I, I will always remember A. Rod as a a great regular season player, but postseason when you really needed to get it done, there were many more years than one that he just could not get it done. Um, so um, nah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So that that's my thoughts on that. But um, I think what's crazy about this situation right now is he's gonna. I guess, work with the Yankees in some capacity. He's supposed to be, like, uh, not a hitting coach, but, like, some kind of advisor, mentor. Yeah, uh, yeah. Starting next season in uh, spring training and all that stuff. Meh. But, but, yeah, but. I mean, it, not, not, not because, not because he can't do it and whatever, whatever. It's more about, man, just, just let it be gone. Let, 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 let us start to remember you before what we want to remember you as. We don't. Wait a wait a few years. Let's say that. Wait a few years. Sure, sure. Take I a get break. That. So just step away from baseball for a minute. Take a you know, and then I right, let's let's you know do the damn thing. One more crazy thing is a team could pick them up if they wanted to. If they wanted to, right? Yeah, I mean, just for the nostalgia of seeing a rod hit seven hundred home. Uh, I hope nobody does 700. that. I hope nobody does that. Well, if anybody does it, it's going to be a team in the American League because he can't play in the National League. Because there's no DH there, and at this point in his career, he's a DH. He's a DH right. He can't he can't play a position in the field. Right, right. Um, your boy Prince Fielder, um, who's had a tough season with the Texas Rangers, has come out today and announced that he will 
retire. As a matter of fact, he's going to do a press conference, I think, on Wednesday and announce his retirement. But, um, yeah, he had some problems with his neck. Um, I know he had a surgery here and there. Uh, this year wasn't looking good for him. Uh, last year, he played 158 games. Uh, he batted 305 last year. Um, kind of kind of surprised a bit but i understand yeah i mean you can't mess with the neck i mean it's like it's like when peyton manning got the neck surgery you just couldn't yeah, see a situation back. where he's out there playing and he's getting knocked around yeah you yeah, don't want to back yeah you don't yeah, want to risk back. that so um the same thing with a rod i'll remember for prince fielder uh terrible playoff performer uh when you know when your 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 best is needed um Last year in the postseason for the Rangers, he batted 150. Um, his first year with the Tigers in 2012, he batted 173. That was the year they went to the World Series, by the way, but he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, average in the postseason, even including two years in Milwaukee, batted 189. So, again, uh, the same reasons I remember A-Rod, I remember Prince Fielder. Um, my, my most... Um I mean, I, I I was more, you know, paying attention to Prince Fielder when he was with Milwaukee. But, um, unfortunately, my memory of Prince, Phil, Prince Fielder is a, a, a negative one. Um, I, I don't know if it was this past year or maybe two years ago, some years ago, where Prince Fielder posed in front of uh, ES, for the ESPN magazine. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, stop. <laughs> that that – that buffoonery <laughs> and oh that really God. buffoonery in the sense of what you know like you know i just didn't want to see that shit right, right and um and considering that his play hadn't really been super great after that it's like all right my nigga like peace out yeah you know yeah much love to you do your damn thing but yeah i i, I don't I, I didn't care about it and um yeah so i mean much success to Prince Fielder, though, man. I hope, you know, whatever you do, I mean, he's certainly charismatic where he could do, you know, some type of, uh, you know, broadcast, you know, broadcast oh, yeah. or something like that. Somebody, uh, uh, you know, pick him up as far as analysts and oh, things yeah, like definitely. that. So, I mean, he could definitely do that. Yeah. He could he could, he could go on the Food Network, though, too, yeah. though. Yeah, I just really didn't really appreciate that, that cover. Um, <laughs> shout out to your boy Tim Tebow, man. Uh can't throw a football so i guess he's gonna try to throw a baseball from the outfield um it came out that he's trying to play baseball now um he's been training for about a year now they said the whoever his trainer is i forgot his name uh was talking about yo he like he could seriously have a chance to play baseball this season or next season i'm sorry right um I ain't, I, you know, I ain't rocking, you know, I, it's almost like these, these trainers, they like, he paying these trainers to say positive things about him in the air, you know, on camera. Cause it's like, he, all these throwing coaches he went to, they was like, yo, he got it. He, you know, he, he can throw the ball. His mechanics is there. And then he get on the field and the mechanics don't be there. Right? Yeah. It's the accuracy. Yeah, right. Well, it's his mechanics. That's, that's, it's his mechanics. Yeah. He would be a little bit, it'd be a little bit more better if his mechanics was better. It's, he just, I mean, you've seen the shit. I mean, the Bama, I mean, he's won, he's won games with only throwing two passes, you know? Uh, completing two passes. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Completing two passes. Yeah. So, I mean, we we know it's not there. It was a matter of 
um, you know, the stars aligning and then, you know, him being a man of faith, that's, you know, people wanted to get behind that. that that's what it was about. And when it came to him actually having an opportunity to, you know, with the Jets and, you know, to actually play football, even though I'll say he was kind of done wrong in, in, with the Jets, like as he far as, yeah, but at the same time, if you was really out playing uh, whoever it was at the time, I think, who was it at the time? Uh, Sanchez. Sanchez, yeah. If you was really out playing him like that, you know, then, you know, Ryan wouldn't really had a choice. Yeah, when I think of this, um, to my understanding, Tebow played for uh, 11 years ago baseball, I guess, in high school. In high school. In high school. I think, yeah, in high school. Yeah, when I first heard this story, I thought, well, um, he definitely, I mean, if he had to play baseball, I'm sure he either played pitcher or outfield or whatever. Oh, hell no. See, that's the problem. He couldn't and and, and then I just remembered, yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Can't throw a fucking football. He can't throw. Because <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, because here's the difference. And see, it's not like in, in football where, okay, you could, you can, it's more about you being physical than it's about, you know, per se, mechanics. In baseball, it's way more about mechanics than it is about your athletic uh, ability, right? So you gotta, you gotta, you know, <laughs> you gotta actually learn mechanics, and it's and, you know just based on his history in the NFL, it seems like learning mechanics is an issue for him. So, you know, he's already twenty nine years old. I mean, he had a pretty promising career with ESPN, with doing this broadcasting thing there in college football. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it was like, and he, and, and you know, and he had the clout there because he was the man in college football. So it's like. Um, I heard somebody bring up an interesting point, though. Like, the Bama Tebow might not even have been an official when football had Cam Newton that got dismissed from Florida. Yeah, yeah, you, you got a point yeah. there. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, I mean, if he want to play baseball, and let's be clear, he want to play baseball because he want to get a check. And... True football and not about to give him a not about to give him a check. That's nah. that's very obvious. Nah. So he's trying to get an opportunity to play baseball where he can get a check. It because ESPN ain't paying him dirt. I know that. Nah, they can't be. They ain't paying him dirt. He so got, he got to be making some kind of. He bread. making some bread at ESPN, but he want to get more bread. Let's play baseball. Cause truth be told, let's be let's keep it a bug. If baseball it was was in it was his shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he been out of the league for how long? Out of the NFL for how long? About two years now. Has it only been two years? I think it's two years. Well, since he's played on an official team, like he's actually been on the team, not the preseason. Oh. It's maybe four or five years. Well, the one, I was going to say, the maybe one four. season is the Broncos season where they beat your Steelers. Well, at least, but it, yeah, really? Really? That's what you're doing? Hey, I, I, I got to really? throw that out there. F- fuck you and the Ravens. <laughs> um, nah, but um, since, I mean, at least that year year after he played with the Jets, he actually made the team. Right, like right. Whereas that next year he went and he did, he couldn't make the team, the Patriots team or the Eagles team. Um, like, he couldn't make a team after he left the Jets. Right. He couldn't like even he, make like, a yeah, team. Yeah, he went to the Patriots practice squad or went camp to, or something. Went to the Eagles, played some preseason games. That's couldn't right. make the, the team. Yeah. I remember that. With even Chip, though, right? Right, and he scored like 40 points in a game. Not him, but they had right, scored. Right. He was you know he had did his thing in one of those games. I think Sanchez was on the roster for the Eagles when uh, maybe. Tebow came over. Maybe because I think I remember people talking about up. Oh, it seemed like everywhere Sanchez go, Tebow's just like right behind him. But I guess my what my point was is that um, you it's 
baseball is way more based on mechanics than football is. And if you couldn't get mechanics down in football, um, I would imagine that it's way more difficult to get mechanics down in baseball. Um, and then they were saying that he was going to maybe play, uh, you know, play in the outfield. And, yeah, I, I just don't believe that he would have been – I don't believe he's going to make a baseball team. No. I don't believe no. he's going to make a baseball I, I, team. I don't think teams are going to waste their time. Uh, well, not at this point in the season is a team going to waste their time on well, Tim Tebow. Well, I, I would imagine they're talking about more, you know, more along the lines of next season anyway, though. I don't think he was trying to make a team this year. Well, we'll I see. Mean, we'll I see. mean, with only like a month left, really? A month? Yeah. No. Yeah. About a couple months left in the yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, you know, the... the yeah, uh, I guess that's a good point. You go through, you know, spring training and see what happens there. But, yeah, uh, but he's not making no team. Nah, nah, definitely not. Uh, you're listening to Trey and Maestro here on the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We are live recording. Um, so, Russell Westbrook finally... Uh, Got an extension. Well, I won't say it that way. I'll just say that Sam Presti got it done. Is the man? He got it done. Is <laughs> a, a reason why he's one of the top GMs in the NBA because you and I were on the same page that look, Presti got to do something like right now, not now, now, right but now. right and now. And if it didn't happen, he would he would have to exactly. He would have to. Um, they would have to trade him exactly. And. At the end of the day, um, you know, because the Odo Depot obviously free. I mean, not Odo Depot. Um, uh, waiters, Deion Waiters, obviously. Um, he went to the Heat. Went to the Heat, and that saved them uh, about fourteen million dollars they had to play with. Right, right. Um, they threw all that money at him. <laughs> Long story short, he's yeah. making like eight, seven, eight million more a year. Uh, three was it three years, eighty five million. Three years, eighty five million. Um, two years, two years is guaranteed with that third player option going into the third year. Yep. Yeah, I mean they they had to do it. Um now now it's just up to now you you know you got you locked in. You got your ma- money. What Westbrook going to do now? Well, here here's how I would handicap this cuz you know all the talk about Durant leaving OKC to go to the team that beat them. All this talk about well, you know, Westbrook wasn't given notice that Durant was going. Well, Durant don't have to call Westbrook to tell him he's not coming back, right. in my opinion. So, to me, I love watching Westbrook play the game of basketball. I love his tenacity. I love how he's ferocious on the court, and I love how he gives 100% every game, every night. Right. He gives it like like it's his last game. He plays like it's his last. Jordan said uh, Westbrook is the person that reminds him the most of himself. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. saw that quote from Jordan. Yeah, excellent job by him. Um, he, he's going to play like a madman. Now, whether that's going to translate to W's on the court, um, not as much as it would well, if well, KD is on yeah, the team, well, obviously. obviously. Yeah. But nonetheless, you you got a budding backcourt Do they make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, they definitely make the playoffs. At where? Where would you say? I would say because let's because let's see now because who, who's in that division with them? Portland, Minnesota's an up and rising team. The Jazz and I'm missing somebody. Denver, um, they could be a four or five seed. Yeah, basically considering they're winning division, maybe considering they could, you know, it'll come down to the wire. I yeah, think. but um, yeah, I, I kind of see them as a four or five seed, and then. You know, who who knows from there? Maybe maybe they win a playoff series because, I mean, let's let, let let's face it, um, 
it's the Golden State Warriors West Conference to lose. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. Uh, unless a big, big injury takes place. Right. But I, I, I kind of like the roster. I like Oladipo playing the two. I like the fact that Enos Cantor and Steven Adams are going to get more opportunities uh, to touch the basketball now that Durant's not there. Um, you know, the uh, who's going to play the three? That's a great fucking question. It, 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 I guess that's remaining to be seen. That's a I great guess. fucking question. I mean, but I mean, roster as constructed right now, without you know, obviously we don't know who the um, who the three is right now. Um, and I'm shit. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're going to base it on Russ. They, I mean, their success is really based on Russell Westbrook being the top scorer in the league, in my personal opinion. Yep. Yep, uh, I think Stephen A. Um, predicts that he'll win the league MVP. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, because it's all—it's really, truly all going to be on him. Yep. And so then it's a matter of—is his motor going to last all year? Is he going to be able to be the guy this that is, is running the running this the point true. and scoring the points? This is true. This all it, season it, long, it could turn into an Iverson type season right. or right. run where. You remember Iverson yeah, back in the day. That I mean, 2000 run when he was their offense, yes, period. Yes, and, and, and not just that, but the injuries that Iverson took, just you know, taking it to the basket every time he had the opportunity to. Could Westbrook show some signs of breaking down because now the, the burden of carrying the team is all on him? Right. R- remains to be seen, but I like the fact that Sam Presti got this deal done and, um, you know, much needed. Uh, you absolutely, know. absolutely. Um, shit. Well, we did. We didn't deal with Westbrook and dealt with Tebow. Um, well, here you go. You brought it up. Uh, we talked about this. Um, looking at the uh, NBA draft from eighty four, uh, 1984, 1996, two thousand and three. Who would you take? Um, I guess this conversation was based on just looking at the number of Hall of Famers that were in the uh, that were in these separate draft class so um the notable hall of famers or possible hall of famers and i think when we look at this list all these uh 12 players are hall of famers but from 1984 uh you got charles barkley michael jordan john stockton hakeem olajuwon in 1996 ai kobe uh ray island steve nash and in 2003 uh carmelo Dwayne wade chris bosh and lebron and the only in my mind, is the only questionable Hall of Famer, like we talked about before we went on air, was uh, Chris Bosh. And, um, you know, certainly the stats support uh, that he could be a Hall of Famer. I, I just think, for me, um, you know, he had you know he had to run in, in uh, Toronto where he was the number one guy. But yep. even when he was – even as the number one guy, he was never really like um, – he was always like a second tier star. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with at, that. I mean, at, at very best, he was I like a second tier star. And you know, it was like, it, you know, even with all the All Star games included, it was like he never really broke through to be a, a, a you know, a, a star like that dude. And that's not it, you know. And then even going to Miami, where he was the third wheel, and um, really a lot of times often forgot about in Miami. And then here we are now where, um, you know, I hate that, that this that his illnesses play a part in um, 
you know, play a part in how we, do, you know, look at the fact that he's not on the floor. He, has, he isn't as dominant and things of that nature. But, right. uh, you know, those those things play a part. But um, with 1984, 1996, and 03, uh, who, what class would you say is better? Let's say that. Let's go with that. Well, let, I, I, I first got to credit this topic to my cousin Malcolm because I actually saw this on Facebook one day. It was maybe three, four weeks ago, and it kind of brought up the idea, hmm, maybe this should be a topic. So I got to credit him for that because he kind of started the conversation on Facebook. But, um, yeah, so each of these drafts have uh, at least four Hall of Famers on here. And let's just start Let's just start right off the bat here. When I look at the 96 draft, I look at, I look at a couple of point guards, great point guards, AI and Steve Nash, Hall of Fame guards. I also look at one of the players that's closest to MJ, at least in our generation, and Kobe. And then I look at a, you know, an all-time shooter in uh, Ray Allen, a.k.a. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Um, I would throw them out because there's no big man in that lineup that I think would allow them to contend with the 90, I'm sorry, with the 03 draft and the 84 draft. So let's yeah, just. And you're, and you're just talking about in the frame of if they played a game. If they played a game of four on four, I would just completely just take the 96 draft out of the equation. And for me, it comes down to 84, 03. And here's how I look at it LeBron. Who, who would you put LeBron on? I I I would guard. He'd have to guard Jordan. Uh, yes, I, I I would agree with that. And 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 I think. But you that, know what? I take that back because, um, LeBron is six eight. See about six, six eight. Six eight two fifty two sixty. He would have to guard a large one. Bosch would have to guard Barkley, um, and. Carmelo, Carmelo or Wade. I mean, unfortunately, you would have to put Carmelo on John Stockton and Wade on Jordan. Yeah, it, there's, there's so many different combinations of who to match up with when it comes to these two drafts. Like, um, like here, here was my matchup. It was Barkley versus Melo. It was the Which, dream by the way, versus Barkley would dominate. Oh that. yeah, Barkley would abuse Melo. I, I love me some Melo, but. Barkley would just get abused right there. I would I would have put the dream on Chris Bosch. I would have put Wade on Jordan and then um Stockton on LeBron, which is a total, total mismatch. mismatch right. But either way, you could probably you could probably do put Wade on Stockton and then put LeBron on Jordan. You could flip it either way and then still have Barkley on Mello and uh what I would hate though um the I, I would hate to leave Bosch on Olajuwon or Carmelo for that matter on Olajuwon yep um because the, the move <laughs> yeah the moves is there them, I mean them joints is too real them joints is too fluent yeah and he's and it's not like he can't back you down right it's just he's so smooth with the <laughs> you know with right, the other, right. you know he's so smooth with it now also I think Bosch can benefit from being guarded by the dream because Bosch can pull the dream away from the basket too what you think about that I mean yeah but 
LeBron go down the hole and he still got to deal with Barkley. Yeah, no, nah, that I mean that's a good point. And, and I'm I, and I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just talking about Bosh on offense. Right, right, I, yeah. So I mean, yeah, he putting them out, but I mean, it's not like it's not like Elijah. I mean, Elijah he can defend. Let's let's you know, let's not disrespect him. Like he can't defend. The oh no, I'm not trying to. Disrespect but it's not him like it's not like I mean, if, if you would say who was a better rim protector, Charles Barkley or Hakeem Elijah, who would you say? I would say Hakeem the Dream. You think he's a better rim protector than Charles Barkley? I would say, yeah, I definitely would okay. say so. Just would, with just with the height, okay. With I would, the height, I, I think would, I think Barkley could be a bully in the paint. Don't I, get it that, wrong. And that's why I would take Barkley as opposed to. I mean, I get you on the on the jumping situation. Yeah, right. I mean, he's just taller, he's lankier. But I mean, and, and and if I had, yeah, I guess I would put Hakeem Olajuwon there. But as far as grit, I mean, Olajuwon. Elijah can play outside of the paint. Yeah. But two way. Yeah. He can I, play I outside of the paint. Whereas Charles Barkley, um, is I think he's capable, but he was he's more of an inside guy. Right. right. You know, um and he'll elbow you. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And that's <laughs> and, and you know for my mo- so you got the eighty four Yeah, I'll give the edge to the eighty four squad only because if you put Barkley on Melo, Barkley is just going to dominate. Now, unless you, like you said, if you put Barkley on, who did you say? You said put Barkley on Bosch or? Um, well, the way I see it, um, yeah, Barkley on Bosch. Yeah. yeah. Un- unless you do that, then I have to get but the then, edge to but the then you would leave, But then, I mean, I guess ideally Carmelo would be on Olajuwon, and that's better for Carmelo. But I still think Olajuwon would. I mean, it, it'd be a shooting contest. Let's say that it'd be yeah, a scoring contest. Definitely. And let's get it. Let's not get it twisted. Carmelo can outscore Olajuwon, but it's just a matter of how much you know, how far you willing to go. Because at some point, because you know, switches are going to happen. At some point, yep. they're going to say, "All right, let's switch. Put MJ on on Carmelo for a few." You know, oh, you, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and let's not forget Jordan's, you know, dominance in yeah. his four on four. And, that, and that's and that's and that's more so where I was getting at. Um, for me, I don't want to leave out um, the '96 class, and I say that because in a four on four game, one thing um, one thing Nash can do mm-hmm. is get Kobe and and Allen open, right. They that you know if you right. know given the he's the best at just running around until something happens. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying. No doubt. So with that, there's that. Um, no doubt. Kobe. The big, and, big, and, big and and I was Yeah, I, I get you, but Kobe in his prime, uh, shits on anybody in the 2003 class. Kobe in his prime. In his prime, shits on anybody in 2003. I believe class. that he shits on anybody there. Yeah. Um, I, could, I could see that. I, I could really see. And I don't want to discount the D. Wade either because D. Wade in his prime, you're talking 2006 through. Yeah, Kobe's better than D. Wade. Kobe in his prime. Yeah, yeah, is better he's than definitely that better D-Wade. than D. Wade, yeah. but I don't want to act like D. Wade don't have nothing to say in a four on four either. I think. Um, but then, okay, but if you're talking about that as far as ISO, then. AI, AI could be Carmelo ISO, even though he's shorter. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So, 
in the end, in a in a in the long in a long shot, in a long shot, in an upset, eighty four. I'm gonna take it ninety six over o three. So in a in an upset, in an upset, it'd be an upset. It'd definitely be an upset because they're oh, okay. just smaller. So you just they're just okay. smaller. So you just oh, you, so you're saying if ninety six versus 03. 96 would beat o three. Okay, a, it'd be an upset. Okay. Kobe would wheel them the victory. That's what I believe. Okay, and let's got get it. it. Let, let's get it. Don't get it twisted. I do not like Kobe Bryant. Um, he, I ain't gonna say I don't like him. I'm just not a fan. And I'm not a fan. Right. I mean, you gotta respect this game, but I'm not a fan. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, no doubt. So. They advance and play 84, and then that's just where the buck stops. I mean, 84, um, not only not only does Jordan shit on Kobe, but then, you know, obviously everybody else is is, is un- overmatched, undermatched. Right, so, right. Yeah, so I, I give the nod to 84, too, um, obviously. I mean, 84, like you said, they just got they got somebody to run the show in John Stockton who who wouldn't score a whole bunch of points, but Elijah Wan could give you points, Barkley could give you points, yep. and MJ would take the game over in, in the clutch. Yes, and he would know. close. Yeah, he would close the game, exactly. Yeah, I got the 84 draft beating the 96 and the 03 draft. On yeah, a, right, 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 right. In a, in a it, four on four. Period, period. But I, but I like your premise of 03 getting beat by 96 because of Kobe. Because I, of Kobe. I, I think Kobe would will him. I, I, I kind of like that premise. Nobody, nobody, on, nobody in the 03 draft um, defensively um, scares me against Kobe, with right. Kobe on my team. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and what's scary about that is even LeBron can guard all the positions if need be. If need be, right. Yeah. But he's, yeah, he's just not that dude for that. For that. Right. You know, like, he's not... If he they have to guard Elijah Mon for a elongated time, you know, or be a primary guy, right? He he's not gonna be able to deal with that for an entire game, you know, a pickup game. He's not gonna be able to deal with that for the entire time. Oh no, nah, no, nah, yeah. not at all, not at all. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast live. Myself, Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles in the house. Uh, so you you want to get into this top five? Uh, for the NFL, yeah. Well, let, yeah. Let's 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 do quarterbacks. Um, quarterbacks being the the you know obviously the most important position on the field. Um, uh, just to kind of give you guys a premise, we want to base this on what they did last year and what they're projected to do this year. And um, I kind of came up with my list real quick before we went on. And uh, my number one is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know last year was obviously not his. You know, I mean, he was still there stat-wise, but it, it wasn't his he best year. He still had great numbers. Right, like stat-wise, he was still there. But so just imagine uh, what would have happened had, you know, he had his full array of um, Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson and, and, and for real, Eddie Lacy being, you know. Yeah, uh, not fat. Right, because <laughs> Eddie Lacy only had like 700 yards rushing last year, which is like bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Um most talented quarterback, um, obviously not the best yet, just because he hasn't, you know, he just hasn't um, done it long enough, consistently enough. The Super Bowls mean a difference. Yeah, the clutch play, you know, um, playoff. You know, his playoff record isn't all that great when you really think about it. Um, it's not, and the, the Packers on defense, right? Have, have kind of well let him down. Let's try a to, bit. but let's try to keep it in a vacuum, just based on quarterback play. Sure, sure. Based on, in, va- in a vacuum on quarterback play. Um, even though the defense wasn't that good, um, that game against the Gi- that Giants in '09, I think it was '09. 
Now, was this the playoff game? The playoffs, yeah. They took the playoffs game. Uh, 2011. Was that the Giants Super Bowl run? Yeah. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. Oh, 2011. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's something. He, he could have been He could have been better. Nah, I feel you. Yeah, he could have been better. I feel you um, on that. Um, the greats figure a way to get, you know, the greats figure it out. Right. And that's what he was expected to do to get them to the bowl. He didn't do that. Um, but all that being said, um, in a vacuum, Aaron Rodgers – you know, is the most talented, most talented. Um, you know, they got young gunners coming up, but just where he at in his career right now, he's the most talented, most experienced, like the best of – he's the best package deal at quarterback in NFL right now. Yeah, no, nah, I, I feel you on yeah. that. Uh, number two, say what you want, don't care. Ben Roethlisberger is my number two. Um, of course. Well, shit, I could have said number one. Okay. That argument could of be course. made. But no, um, I knew you weren't going to go there. Yeah, right. Um, ben Roethlisberger, number two. Um, weapons, experience, um, comfortability in that system now. Like, this is just another year in that system. Offensive line is working. Um, he he can do it. He got the, And then he got the best receiver with him. Um I'm I'm rocking with them. Number three, Brady. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, Brady at number three is more based on pedigree than anything. Um, it's based for me. It's based on the fact that nobody. I mean, really, for years and years and years outside of Gronkowski, he hasn't really had anybody to throw to that was um, worth mentioning. I mean, Julian Edelman, as of recent, is starting to come up, but he's still not. The type of guy that that can take over a game yet, right? So right. you know that, and then now going into this year where he got two viable tight ends to run that two tight end set that they've been run, wanting to run, and hadn't necessarily been working with Scott Chandler in past years. Now that they got a a, a bona fide tight end that could be a number one tight end anywhere in the league at number two, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. So I get at the Brady number four is Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton is the man. Um, uh, Kelvin Benjamin is going to be healthy this year. Um, their number one is going to be back this year. And then Ted Ginn is still probably one of the fastest receivers at the deep ball in the league. Um, Greg Olson is still there as a safety net. So that's still popping. They still got that going. Um, and then he got that defense as a great cushion. He still got that defense as a great cushion. And he's throwing the ball well. He's throwing the ball well. He threw the, the ball well, so well last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't without his best. And receiver. I'm not. Sh- and I'm not sure he'll be as good as that this year. But any any semblance of that will result in a four thousand yard season, in my personal opinion. Um, and you know, he's still he's still that threat. You know, running the ball. Right. You right. know, so there's that. My number five is Andrew Luck. Um, highest paid quarterback in the NFL uh, with reason. And I understand uh, we don't necessarily know what we're coming off for injuries. He's a certified Hall of Famer, one way that no matter how you slice it, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, a pending injury. Um, he is the best young quarterback in the league. Um, when you talk about all of the uh, skill set you need to play quarterback he is the best and it's just a matter of time 
before he becomes the best the, the best quarterback in the league, he he's my number five. Uh, yeah, he definitely had a down year last season, but um, I would expect big things from Andrew Luck this year. Hopefully, his offensive line can keep him upright. Uh, my top five is just slightly different from yours, so uh, I'll get to my number one quarterback in the top five, and that's Cam Newton. Um, the running ability, uh, he got better as a pocket passer. He's throwing the ball well. And when he gets Kelvin Benjamin back, watch out. <laughs> watch out. That that offense is going to be a monster. It's, it's going to be tough. Uh, number two, Aaron Rodgers. Um, again, uh, the ability to throw the football on the run, I think, is one of his greatest assets. Um, the strong arm. Um, not... Not known for, I guess, the brainiacs of being an NFL quarterback, but with him, it's a little more physical tools than it is, you know, up here in the head. But I, I like his athleticism still at 32, 33 years old, um, going with Aaron Rodgers at number two. My number three quarterback is Andrew Luck. Um, I think he'll bounce back, like I said. Uh, tough break for him last year. Um, he gets healthy this season, and he's got got his weapons back. Um, I'm questioning the offensive line, but I'm not yeah, gonna obviously. I'm I'm not gonna take that in consideration when we're talking about the top five quarterbacks here. Uh, number four um, pains me to say this, but I got to give respect where respect is due. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, I got him as a, you know in my top five at number four. Um, this has the potential to be one of the best offenses this coming season um if they get bell back they'll even be a more bigger threat um the fact that they don't have their number two receiver kind of hurts but um i'm Marcus sure will feel i'm that sure role. maestro i'm sure you feel like sammy coates and uh marcus wheaton and i don't know lima sweet is he still there ha <laughs> you funny is ha, he still there you funny okay DH, I, don't, I, don't, DH, I don't remember. Shout out to Darius Hayward Bay. Hayward, oh, yeah, who yeah, learned yeah. learned how to Hayward, catch oh, yeah. in Pittsburgh. Hayward Bay. Hayward Bay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and my number five, my number five quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, I don't know if this went unnoticed last year, but, you know, Beast Mode went down, and then uh, Thomas Rawls, um, who I think is Lou Rawls' son, but that's another story for another day. Um he was carrying the rock, and he went down. And it was all on Russell Wilson, and he just had a monster second half of the season last year. Um, this offense is going to be different this coming season. I think Russell Wilson learned a lot of things last year, uh, especially, you know, down the stretch. I think his numbers was like 25 touchdowns and two interceptions, I guess. I guess he had a, he had a crazy stretch, Maestro. I mean, you could look that up, but... His oh, numbers you're talking about in the second half. In the second half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. In the in the second half, once the when the running backs went out for the right, season, right, 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 and it had to be all on him. But um, here's another thing I like about Russell Wilson: um, the ability to throw in the run, um, the mobility, uh, the vision that he has on the field, uh, the escapability, uh, the athleticism is off the charts. And he's a smart quarterback. He doesn't turn the football over that much. Yeah, when you look at his numbers. Yeah. Um. Let's let's just make this clear. You you don't have Tom Brady. Tom Brady in your top five. No. Um. No. So, 
And look, I, and look, you know, everybody that knows me as a New Yorker, I hate the Patriots. I I hate everything that that organization stands for as far as cheating and you know, deflate gate and all that stuff and you know, the organization being smug. It's got nothing to do with that. You suspended for the first four games of the season. I I I I I can't rock with that, man. I mean, I, I I need you. I need you for sixteen games, and you're guaranteed to only play in twelve of them do, at, at at best. You do realize he probably will still outstat Russell Williams, Russell Wilson in the twelve games that he plays outside of Russell Wilson playing. 16. And he probably will. He probably will. Also, hell, hell, he'll probably out. You know how outstat many of the quarterbacks. Probably two or three of them. That's in my top five. But nah, I know, I as far as I know. Those five guys I listed, they're going to be there for 16 games, barring injury. I know Brady only going to be there for 12 games. So, hey, look, you know, you got beef with it, holler at me in the chat room. You know what I'm saying? Holler at me on uh, so, Instagram, whatever. So, um, you don't even care about the fact that they got two that, – that. This the first time in some years that Tom Brady had the two. dual threat at tight end. I get you it. You don't care about that. I don't care about that, fam. I don't care about that. You also realize I need I, I need I need you for sixteen games. You also and I'm only re- getting you for seventy five percent of the season. You also realize that Russell Wilson. I mean, and I know we I know we talked about trying to keep you know just quarterback playing the vacuum, and, and I'm trying to the best of my ability. But you also realize that. Um, Seattle's defense is top, let's say top five to play it on the safe side, but in my mind it's top three. I'm thinking top three. Their defense is definitely top five for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not taking that in consideration. Um, I, 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 I look at what Russell Wilson did the second half of last season, and not that Brady didn't do any bad gonna, than I that. Was, yeah, I was going to raise the same not thing. Not to say that, but I just see – Russell, I, I see what Russell Wilson did in the second half last year as sort of upside for this coming season. Right. I, I, that That's just how I look at it. I hear you. I you hear know, you. Brady, you know, look, Brady's, he's the greatest quarterback. He's one of the greatest. When he, when he retires, God knows whenever that is, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, oh, yeah, no, well, that's clear. But no question about why it. Why are we talking about Tom Brady? How would you, like, there's a lot of Tom Brady's the best quarterback all time, period. You there yet? No. Who's the best all time in your mind? Wow. Wow. I mean, let let's throw some names out there. Montana, Marino, Favre, uh Elway. Favre well I, I Peyton I, Manning. No, I those last two I don't have. Bradshaw, I mean I, I mean even as much I mean Bradshaw was the man, but I, I wouldn't even have Bradshaw in my top If you don't have him in your top five, I'm okay with that. He makes top ten, maybe. I'm okay with that if he's not top five. But uh, Montana for me. Yeah, right. I mean, you kind of got to go Montana. It's Montana. <sighs> top three. Really? To me, only... It's Montana, Brady, Manning. I can't put Manning in my top three. If for Elway. Me, for me, for me, is Montana, Brady, and Favre. And far okay, I, I got Favre in the top five, and then I go Marino four. Maybe maybe at maybe at five I go Manning. Maybe yeah, Manning's top five. I think Manning's top five. Brady top five. Montana top five. Um, Favre 
and Elway. I mean, I, I hate to leave Marino out, but yeah, I, I mean, because the only the only viable argument um, is that he didn't want a Super Bowl. But you got to understand that in the eighties, this nigga threw for five thousand yards. Oh yeah, he had no running you know, backs. Yeah, like in the eighties, he threw for five thousand yards. Yeah, that's in a that's that's crazy. Like in a in a sort of a running league. Right, at that it, it time. was definitely a running league. Whereas um, Peyton Manning kind of. I mean, but you gotta give Peyton credit where he kind of turned the league into a um, into a passing league. Yeah, he, I, like I, I, him and like him, Brady, Drew Brees, maybe he kind of revolutionized the quarterback position. No, in, in no kind of, he definitely revolutionized. I mean, the all the position. cerebral, yeah. you know, the the mental, the the brainiacs. He don't of have a quarterback. He don't have an arm, and he's. In the conversation for best quarterbacks of all time, yeah. Let's be clear, he never had an arm. Never. I no, I think he had an arm. Nah, he didn't have an arm. I think he. When you talking about in comparison, I mean, I'm talking about just in comparison to. Oh, in comparison to Marino. No, in comparison to the average quarterback in the league, he didn't have an arm, a strong arm. He never had a strong arm. I, I don't want to say he never had a strong nah, arm. I'll just never. say in comparison. We're talking about Peyton Manning, right? We're talking about Peyton we talking Manning. About, we talking about, I'm talking about quarterbacks that were less, that were, you know, not as good as Peyton Manning. Not as good, but had better arms. Sure. No, I got you. Yeah. I got you. No, he, if there's a strength to Peyton Manning, I would put it's the all anticipation. It's anticipation. the physical yeah. with Peyton Manning. No doubt about that. But... There were some seasons where you see Reggie Wayne catching 50-yard passes. Yeah. You see Marvin Harrison catching 50-yard bombs. It's not, it hasn't, but you know, but in it, comparison to quarterbacks that can throw 60 and 70, though. No, sure. For nothing. Elway, like they could, could, throw, Elway for could nothing. throw 70. Like, for nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Michael Vick, you know, one of the strongest arms we've ever seen. Oh, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, Vic, Vic definitely had an arm. Yeah, it's just I mean, that, obviously, the, we know the accuracy was an issue. The accuracy we know, was we know, definitely an we issue. We know the mechanics is an issue. We know he had issues. I'm just talking about flat out better arm. There, there, there were a lot of quarterbacks in the league like right. that had just a better arm than Peyton Manning. Is it me, or does it seem like every left arm quarterback has issues with their mechanics? Because we just talked about Tebow a few segments ago, left left handed quarterback. Well, I'm Michael sitting here. Vick, I'm trying to sit here and think how many left-handed quarterbacks do I really know? I mean, Michael Vick and and Tebow, but I mean, I feel like there has to be more left-handed quarterbacks. Than oh, that there definitely there. is. I just I, it's just, just we don't pay much attention to them because they're not big names like Vick and Tebow were. Hmm. But it just it just seemed like left-handed quarterbacks. It seems like there's always something with mechanics. I don't know if that's right. just a a left-handed thing or or what. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. You're listening to the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast live with your boy Trey Frazier and Maestro Styles in the house. Uh, so you want to get into this top five pass rusher? Top five pass rushers. I had to think for a minute, but um, I definitely um, – Von Miller, for all intents and purposes, is my number one. Um, I know that's the easy thing to say, but, I mean, when you talk about his contribution in the Super Bowl, I mean, his stats, um, you know, past season, but – for me, and maybe I'm a prisoner at the moment, but you can't have that type of performance in the Super Bowl and, you know, going into the next year and me not say you're the number one pass rusher. No league. doubt. So I'm definitely going with Von Miller. Um, obviously, the better, the best 
Uh, for my money, the best defensive player in the league is J.J. Watt. So he gets number two. He does it all as far – I mean, he even plays offense, <laughs> if you ask. I know, right? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Should have been the quarterback in that playoff game. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, but he's he, he gets number two for me. Uh, number three, Aaron McDonald for the Rams. Um had a really good year last year. Had a really good year last year. That's it's, a good pick. Um, yeah, I, I like that. For me, number four, Khalil Mack. Um, Khalil Mack. I mean, I know. I mean, when you really look at his last year, it was a lot of it was based on that Denver game, and and that's cool. But I'm. It's more about the upside to me with Khalil Mack. Um, that game showed me what he can be once he get his shit together. No and doubt. When I, not, not to say he's not on the, not to say he's on the wrong path or nothing, but right, right. When he really get his shit together and, and you know figure out whatever it is that players need to figure out to make them you know great. When he figures that out, he's going to be great. Oh, he's going to be great, definitely. Um, and then last, uh, Houston with the Chiefs. Um, I mean, he that dude, man. I mean, he he's that dude. He's yeah. definitely that oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, difference maker. Difference maker. It's really not. I Man, I know he got Holly, you know, with him, and but for all intents and purposes, give me, give me Houston. Those guys complement each other pretty right. well, though. Right. By the way, um, I I do have those two in my top five: um, Holly and Houston. Uh, not necessarily in that order. Well, I don't have Holly, and, and 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 again, it, it's not not because obviously he's a great. Uh, He's a great pass rusher. Right. But, um, you know, just not for me, not in comparison with Khalil Mack and Aaron McDonald. Obviously, he ain't doing nothing with, with Von Miller or J.J. Watts. So. Right, right. Um, yeah, my, my, my top five pass rushers, I got Khalil Mack as number one. I know I know J.J. Watts there. I know Luke Keekley is out there, but. Khalil Mack, what he showed me in the Denver game, I mean, the potential. The potential is there. Yeah. Um, this is, what is this, his second year? Mm-hmm. Second year? Oh, he's got a lot of upside. I'm putting Khalil Mack at the number one spot of my pass rusher top five list. Um, number two, I gotta go with J.J. Watt because he still wrecks everything in sight. Um, anytime you go to a Houston Texans game or you watch a Texans game, that guy is making a difference for his defense. Right, right. Um, my number three pass rusher, um, I could kind of flip-flop them three and four. Tamba Holly, Justin Houston. Um, you know, both those guys are difference makers for that Chiefs defense for sure. Um, I remember one year, I don't know if it was last year, but one of those guys was out for the season or, you know, they were out for an extensive period of time. Right. And you can see the void. Um of one of those two guys not being there. So um, I got those guys three and four respectively. And my number five pass rusher, I, I really had to think about this because um, there's so many guys. I mean, you mentioned Donaldson with the Rams. I'm going to put Luke Keekley at uh, number five here. I, I think he's a big-time leader um, for that defense. I know. We're just talking about pass rushers now. I'm going to give you an opportunity to – well, Luke Keekley's not a pass rusher? I'm not saying he's not. I'm just talking about top five pass rushers. I think Luke Keekley's up there. He might be. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just giving you an option. Yeah, it yeah, you know, it, it took me it took me some time. I mean, it, it's hard to come up with pass rushers just that quickly, but uh I think Luke Keekley's right up there. I mean, I uh, not only does he play the game right 
but he's a true leader in that locker room. And you could tell, uh, you know, just in the Super Bowl run last year that he, he's one of those mainstay players that can, you know, get it done on the field. Um, so you, I, Donaldson is I, – I like your Donaldson pick, though, because I, I, he's definitely got some upside. What, what year is he in? Uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donaldson, yeah. Um, Donald, he's um, – I think this is third, third, maybe fourth year. Really? Okay. So I, I want to say. Yeah. So even, just to kind of give you a um, – I'm trying to find Luke Keekley and sack leaders for this year. And unless I'm overlooking him, he is not top ten. He is not top 20. What are they rating by? I'm just sacks. Oh, by sacks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, J.J. Watt being number one. Uh, Khalil Mack being number two. Uh, Von Miller was number nine. Aaron Donald was number 11. Um, I didn't realize Khalil Mack had been that many sacks this year, but um, or last year. Right. Uh, Chandler, uh, so somebody, a couple, a few people uh, we didn't mention, uh, Ezekiel Ansa with uh, Detroit, he's a beast. Uh-huh. Um, then, uh, shout out to Grego, he mentioned Chandler Jones. I was just about to mention Chandler Jones. Uh, what up, Grego? Oh, and what up, Mocha Bella? I see you. Um, so we got them. I'm trying to, like, I don't see... Luke Keekly. <laughs> wow. Wow. And and the reason and, and, and the reason but the reason why I brought that up and, and again I could be overlooking him, but I know he damn sure not in the top twenty, but the reason why I uh mentioned him because he was more he was more that cornerback I mean quarterback for the defense right. more than he was um he probably I mean, just guessing on top of my head, he might have more interceptions in a, in a year than he yeah, got you're sacks right. in a you, year. You're right about a, that. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't necessarily and, put um, him in the uh, in the pass rusher category because he do more, um, you know, calling out audibles. He he do the quarterback. He played a quarterback that's game. True. But he was definitely a good run stopper. But he might not even have been the best run stopper on his team considering how, how good Thomas Davis was. Right, um, right. But if you're talking about um, sacks, you might want to have mentioned Kwan Short. That was the guy. That was kind of the sack guy in Carolina. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, how many sacks did he have last year? Uh, Kwan Short was 10th in the league. He had 11. Right, right, right. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah Grego said I think Keekley's more of a run stopper and right, open space right. tackler. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that. Definitely a ball hawk for sure. Yeah, I, I, so because he definitely showed out in the playoffs, he definitely showed out. In oh the playoffs. yeah, against uh, the Cardinals. But the Cardinals, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. You're listening to Trey and Maestro here on the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast live for the first time. Um, Can I get it before we go to kickers? I know we was going to talk about kickers, but I just wanted to um, get this off my chest on the air. Um, apparently, uh, you know, I'm on my way off work, whatever, whatever, and uh, my coworker she uh, pulled me to the side was like. Um, so who do you think is the best um, triplets in the NFL? Right. Um, without question, um, without question, I, and again, I know it seemed like I'm being old because you know, I'm, I'm a Steelers fan, but I said, shit, for, yeah, it's the Steelers. The bias. Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. Who's fucking with that? Um, apparently, and it, 
apparently, I don't know if this is because I didn't see the episode or whatever she was watching, but somebody on ESPN trying to tell me that the Dallas Cowboys is the best triplet in the NFL with Dez Bryant, who, by the way, is A1, Tony Romo, and Ezekiel Elliott, who has yet to play a snap in the NFL. They're putting them as the number one triplet uh, at the skill positions in the offense. If that's that that irks the fuck out of me. If DeMarco Murray was still on the Dallas Cowboys like he was in that 2014 season, I would say yes. Those are the best triplets. Tony, a healthy Tony Romo, uh, a healthy DeMarco Murray who broke the. Well, he didn't break. Did he break a record? Who? DeMarco Murray. Did he break some kind Maybe of record? Maybe for most curious the way they try to kill that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, Maybe, yeah. Maybe, okay. but I don't think okay, so. Okay, I don't remember. But, yeah, you had him and then Dez was going off. Yeah, that that but was th- the that was the best triplets. But yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. obviously we're talking about this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, let me, you know, further my little point. This motherfucker had the audacity to say that Tony Romo was better than Ben Roethlisberger. And, um, first thing she brought up was stats. Now, Without me knowing the stats 100% off the top of my head, I know that uh, stat-wise, Tony Romo was a pretty good quarterback. Um, Regular season. If we're just talking about stats. Yep. If we not, not, not impact on game, not leadership, not, you know, those, you know, intangibles and all that thing. He sh- Maybe, stat-wise. But there's no way that you're telling me that if you had an opportunity to get Tony Romo or Ben Roethlisberger in their prime playing a game, that you would pick Tony Romo over Ben Roethlisberger. Somebody let me know. Well, here's what I'll say to that, Maestro. Would you pick, before you try to dissuade me, would you pick (laughs) Tony Romo over Ben Roethlisberger in their primes? Well, this is what I'll say. No, uh, I think. Would you pick? Okay, bro, I'm going to get to my answer. Because you about to kick a long-ass d- diatribe. Hey, hey, that's fine. This uh, is why this is the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast. But, uh, look, this this is what I'll say. Um, and shout-out to your sister, Monica Coates. Uh, thanks for getting in the chat room, yo. Put her motherfucking government out there and shit. Hey, her government's right there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> she got it right there. What up, What Monica? up, though? Um, so, look. I think it's safe to say hey, that... Hey, make sure you sign up for that fantasy league too, nigga. Yeah, for real. And make sure you play this time. <laughs> but uh, the these two quarterbacks, right? I don't think the gap in terms of their physical tools and the way they play is that big. But if you're, if you're telling me I got to pick one of the two, I'll pick Ben. I'll pick Ben because he's clutch. He's more clutch than... Obviously, Tony Romo will ever be. Now, I'm just referring to playoffs because I've seen Tony Romo be clutch in the regular season. I mean, that one little game against the 49ers a few years ago when he was throwing Hail Murray past Dwayne Harris. Yeah, well, whatever uh, game, whatever regular season game you're really talking about. Well, they've had. Well, actually, I, I remember a playoff game against the Lions a couple years ago. They they came back where and, where where they got that bullshit call yeah yeah okay well all none, right. well nonetheless really really but nonetheless you gonna bring up the joint with the bullshit call but nonetheless he took them down the field then he scored a touchdown and took the lead but look I'm I'm taking Ben because Ben has got the playoff record he's got the range he's the better quarterback he's got the clutch gene but the gap between these two quarterbacks is not that far in terms of physicality. Who's the better quarterback, bro? Bro, I just told you. You said who you going to take. Who's the better quarterback? 
Just oh, Ben. Oh, no, Ben. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that's, 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 that's the No, it's the same. Don't, let's make just, it. I just I'm wanted just, to make it very I, clear. No, I, I just don't want to be little Tony Romo because. Well, no, you can't be little Tony Romo. He, when healthy, stat-wise, he's a good quarterback. But you're not about to tell me he better than Ben Roethlisberger. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I, I mean, but shout out to Slim that was like, yeah, he. As yeah. for the the rest of the triplets, yeah, um, Ezekiel Elliott has to play it down. You got to play it down. You, you you can't say that the Cowboys got the best triplets when one of the three hasn't seen the field and this yet nigga, on a professional level. And this nigga wore a crop top tuxedo at draft night. Not not that that matters. But no, yeah, that matters. That, that, irri- that irritates me. You though, lose points. But not for that. that that matters. You lose points for wearing a crop top tuxedo. <laughs> At <laughs> your draft night. That's real talk. But w- w- would you agree with this, and then we'll move on to the next top five? I think the out of the three positions in these triplets, I think the most consistent position is the wide receiver. And A.B. still better. I agree with that. Well, and, and, let, and let's be clear. Part of it, I mean, when you look at it structural, like, Dez is tall, you know. Dez has the size. He just don't put the work in, like A.B. The, phys- the physicality. I think those are the two things that make Dez stand out. Right, but AB he's, he's a dog on the field. But AB put the work in, and AB puts he puts AB work put in. the work in, and and let's not forget AB runs back hit returns and punt returns. Yeah. that's also a, a, a great part of his. Yeah, game. but I don't want to put that in the receiver category. I'm just talking because because you see a lot of people will try to bring that in and then try to discredit who he is as a receiver. That Bama puts work in as a receiver. Like if he never played a uh, a special team snap in his life. Oh, sure. And what he's he was, become at, at at receiver is something crazy. A B was a fourth round pick, right? Or a sixth round pick. I think it was a sixth round pick. Sixth round don't pick. Don't give me the line. Okay. But 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 it but it goes to what you said about him. He puts the work he puts in. Puts the work in. Point yeah. blank period. I agree with that. Um top five kickers, and let's be clear, we we me and Trey had a, a nice long lengthy debate about, you know, were we going to put kickers into our, uh, have a top five kicker conversation? But hey, kickers are people too. I mean, for y'all fancy football cats, y'all you know what I'm saying y'all should pay a little bit of attention. Maybe y'all y'all will pick something up uh, from from it. You know what I'm saying. So my top five uh, kickers, uh, number one, um, while you gave credit to Ben Roethlisberger, I'm going to give credit to the best in my mind, the best field goal kicker um, in the NFL, Justin Tucker for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, He's the MVP for your team. Um, he was that 2013 nah, season. Nah. He definitely was 2013. Yeah, he was he was that dude. Um, and with while and and I think even going into this year, he'll be so key because I just don't. And this is not me shooting at Baltimore, even though it kind of is. I don't really have faith that y'all going to be finishing a whole bunch of drives. So it's going to be more opportunities for Justin Tucker to uh, make make field goals like he might return to that you know to some form of that 2013 because he'll have the opportunity and they paid the man too and they definitely paid him uh number two you got to go with Gostowski um for the Patriots he's just he's just been in the game um you know he gets the opportunities because um anytime Tom Brady goes on that field you're going to at least get into field goal range pretty much anytime he gets the ball right um and runs that offense so Gostowski uh McManus um, McManus, I'll admit, is a lot more to do with last year than it is about this year because I don't really know what's going to happen with Mark Sanchez. Oh, well, yeah, last year that offense, yeah, was stalling. Right, man. right. So he had a lot of he had a lot of opportunities last year to kick. So I'm thinking that um, 
it's more based on last year than it is um than it is about this year. Uh number four, I'm gonna go with Graham Gano. And the only reason I'm gonna really go with Graham Gano um is again just another based on last year type of thing. Um he gets the opportunities he doesn't he doesn't really miss that often. Right. Who's he with? The uh the Panthers. Pan okay. Yeah, okay. so I go Graham Gano with number four and number five. Um I mean <laughs> I gotta go, Chris Boswell, man. I gotta what? go, Chris Boswell, man. Chris Boswell. Now, what? you got to say, I, I I feel what y'all are looking at, but what? go pull up the stats and and, and 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 see who was the most efficient kicker last year. I, and I promise you that Chris Boswell is top three. Chris Boswell. Chris Boswell is top three. Wait, 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 wait. So the the greatest offense last year. I don't know. Well, y'all were top no, no, three. No, 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 Y'all, y'all were top three, right? Yeah, but we weren't finishing drives. Be very clear, we were not finishing drives in Pittsburgh last year. Mm, I, I remember some drives y'all weren't finishing, but for the most part, no, we weren't. We were, we were, we didn't have a great percentage finishing drives last year. For the, I gotta, I gotta check yeah. that. I, Chris Boswell. Chris Boswell was getting work, but he only did it for what? Twelve games? Because then y'all have Scobie. We had like Scobie the, for three for four games. games. Three games. Scobie for three games. Four, four games. I thought something. it was three games. Well, I remember the game against the Ravens, oh, uh, the fourth game. Don't, where, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, I, you know, I, I got to bring this up though, because I, I remember that game, and I, that was the game that got Sweetsome. Was it Sweetsome? Yeah, that was the. Yeah. No, no, no. Sweetsome got injured in the preseason. He oh, got right, right, the right. First game. right. Sweetsome. Um, Hart, um, Hartley. Hartley also, who was the ex-Saints kicker, uh-huh. got injured in the preseason as well. Oh. We then got Scobie paid him $4 million right, a right, year, right. Sco- and he sucked. That game against my Ravens Chief was Rocker, what it do, homie? the reason why he got kicked off the team. I, I, I remember yeah. clearly. Yeah, and oh, he, yeah, and yeah. I remember clearly. Some, yeah, you, can't, you can't kick like that against Baltimore. And then Boswell and, and came in the rest of the way for 12 games and, you know, did what he was doing. Don't but. be going to f- – yeah, fuck Scobie. Fuck Scobie. <laughs> oh, bitch ass nigga. <laughs> All right. Paid that nigga four mil. Fuck that nigga. All right. Uh, my top five kickers for the 2016 season. Um, I got to go with Blair Walsh at number one. Um, he had he. I think he had the best season as a kicker out of all the kickers last year. I know people are going to look at the playoff kick that he missed. I think it was a 20-something yard Yeah, field that's goal. what that's what put him out the list for me. I ain't going to fake. That's what put him out the list for me, bro. <laughs> you can't do that. I don't give a fuck how cold it is. You can't do yeah, that. Yeah, minus bro. six degrees, but that, yeah, you can't miss a, that kick. Nah, you not that one. That, but, if you'd but, have missed it early in the game, it wouldn't have been no problem, but not that kick. But nonetheless, they get a new stadium. Yeah. They hey, Greg, go get in this shit, dog. Yeah, Walsh. Yeah, really? Walsh? Number one? Blair Walsh, check the stats. Grego, check the stats, man. He he was probably one of the top two, top three efficient kickers last year. Yeah, I get it. Y'all gonna look at the loss, the the playoff loss on him when they real live when they real live beat the Seahawks, and he fucked it up. Yeah, he did. He messed it up. You don't but... get in my top five for that because all you gotta do, no matter how cold, hot, rain, hail, sleet, snow, firestorms, you gotta make you gotta kick the ball. You gotta make that kick. I don't give a fuck. But but check this out. They they're gonna get a new. They got a new stadium built. They're gonna play in it this season. So they ain't got and they ain't got to worry about playing in minus six degree weather anymore. So he should do a little bit better than he did last year. Next time they in that situation, I'm gonna go with Justin Tucker, my guy, number two kicker. Um, 
if it wasn't for Blair Walsh having the regular season he had, I would have went with Justin Tucker at number one. Um, he, man, Tucker deserves the money. He had a couple of kicks this past season where you were just like, uh, like really, like Tucker, that's you. Like the sixty-yard field goal, that's you. The sixty-five-yard field goal, that's you. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And there was a couple where he he just he just missed it, man. Yeah, I, I see you, Chief Rocker. Minnesota's known for bad kickers. I, I I see you, man. But check the stats on Blair Walsh. He he had a great regular season last year. Um, number three, I'm gonna go with uh, Gostowski, man. Um, even though that offense finished drives, Gostowski always seems to, you know, convert when you know when need be. So I I, I like him at number three, despite yeah, I don't consistent. like the Patriots. He consistent. He's consistent, yeah. definitely. Um, my number four kicker, um, I'm going I'm to go in a little bit different direction here. I'm going to go with Steven Hauschka, uh, kicker for the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, I ain't mad at that. I thought about, I thought about him. Yeah, I'm going to go with him at number four because you want to talk about an offense that, you know, stalls on drives. That was an offense that stalled on drives for at least the first part of the season. Um, Hauschka, I don't know his stats, but I know the last, what, three, four years, he's been pretty good for them. And my number five kicker, I, I, I got to go with the guy in Kansas City. Um, what's the guy's name in Kansas City? I, I don't even know the name. I, <laughs> yo. <laughs> you funny. Well, yeah, I, I, the, the name just went kind of blank on me. Yo, hey, chat room, yo, who's Kansas City's kicker, yo? Because all I know was he had a – well, I don't want to say he had a good season. I, I'll say – that offense stalled <laughs> a few times, and he was needed to kick field goals for him to win games. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, they definitely don't be finishing drives. So let me just give you a little a little sense of, uh, I don't know, a little sense. So field goal leaders in the NFL for 2015. Uh-huh. Number one, uh, with a percentage of 83.3%, uh, 35 out of 42 made Field goals is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they have the highest percentage of highest, field goals. No, not the highest percentage, but the uh, more most made. The most made. Oh, the most the made. Okay. The highest percentage is actually looks like Dallas. If I'm look like Dallas, that would well, it kind of would make sense. Because they didn't finish drives either. Yeah, Dallas was at With 90. a non-quarterback having self. Dallas is at 93.8 for the year. And the Giants, uh, shout out to the uh, shout out to Chief Rockers. He said the Giants. The Giants is also at 93.8 oh, okay. percentage-wise. Okay. Josh Brown, I think, is a Giants kicker. Maybe, yeah. Santos, Chiefs Yeah, kicker. Santos. Yeah, thank you, Grego. Yeah, man. So, but, uh, all right, so that, that kind of, my, my point kind of pales, but. Yeah, so, all right, so a little bit of, a uh, little bit of, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, some research. Yeah, there you go. Some fact checking. There you go. Some fact checking. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, so, I, I guess just to kind of let everybody in the chat room and people listening out there know, um, we got we got about four shows, including this one that we're gonna do before. The NFL regular season kicks off September 9th or 10th or whatever. And um, our next recording next week, we're going to do top five offenses and top five defenses 
and then a week later we're going to do our top five wide receivers running backs and cornerbacks so that should be fun that that should really be fun and i'll be prepared i'll be much more prepared uh next time yeah uh we we, we kind of scrambled to kind of get this done but we getting it done man so i mean shout out to everybody you know listening you know chat room we getting it popping man um i mean i guess I guess we could take a little couple minutes to talk some shit. Um, if anybody know me, I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Um, been that way since, uh, honestly, I've been watching football. And uh, Trey is a uh, Baltimore Ravens fan. And, uh, you know, we like to have these little discussions. And um, who 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 wins the series this year, man? Who wins the series? I Do, guess the two game series. The two game series between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Well, let's see. I, I'm gonna pull the schedule up because I, I, I think when we actually play each other is gonna determine who the winner is, just based off of injuries, suspensions. Um, you know, let me late- throw let me throw my shots. Y'all got Mike Wallace. Uh, thank God y'all did release Trent Richardson. He didn't make the team. I, I tried to tell Ravens fans that he wasn't gonna stay on the team. I think I, I think I was telling you also that I, I just don't see how he makes the team. I know we played the Ravens and in Baltimore in November. Um, November six, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Week nine. And then uh, week 16. Week 9 and week 16. Yep. Okay. Because, you know, we got that Christmas game, that Christmas game this oh, year. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So that means Le'Veon Bell's coming back Le'Veon, before then. Yep. Um, our team should be, you know, off on, I don't want to say off on all cylinders, but I'm, I'm <laughs> expecting a, I'm expecting a five and three start at, at, at worst, I'm expecting a five and three At start. At worst, at worst, I'm pull ex- your schedule up. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. I'm telling you right now, man. I, I, hey, shout out to the Redskins fans talking shit to me, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I oh the opening night, the game. opening night game night. that we about to lose to the Redskins opening night. Um, yeah, I better hope Kirk Cousins got his A game on. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I know niggas gonna talk shit to secondary, but the problem is that if Kirk Cousins don't get a chance to throw, uh, we you're not about to expose the secondary. Let's right. let's be very clear. All right. Well, look here. Here's the Ravens' first eight games. So we're we're at home against Buffalo. I think that's a win. Okay. Then we're at Cleveland. They got better. They Shout out to RG3 Gordon. getting a starting job, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him, and I hope he keeps it. Cause... But he won't be there till um, Josh Gordon won't be there till game five. Oh, that's so. right. He's serving yeah. a four-game suspension. Right. Okay, so that that's a win. Um, at Jacksonville, I think that's a tricky game. I think that can go either way. I'll, I'll give it an L for now, being that it's in Jacksonville, and that offense is up and coming. At home against Oakland, another scary potential offense, but – I think we could win that. Uh, the Redskins at home, W. Um, gonna be, oh, at home. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. I'm with you. At the Meadowlands, at the Giants, and Chief Rocker might be mad at me for this one. But I don't I don't think the defensive chemistry at this stage of the season is going to be there quite Shit, yet for the Giants. about the Giants' defensive chemistry. I'm worried about the Ravens' defensive chemistry. Why? Odell Beckham. But, well, I think Odell Beckham going to get his anyway. But – 
Needless to say, I think we could. I think we could beat the Giants. So what's okay. that? That's five and one. Uh, at the Jets, um, I think we could win. That. We could win that game. I mean, you got You got. You got a mediocre schedule before Pittsburgh. So, so that's why I'm saying, at worst, okay, we that's shouldn't fair. start any more than five and three. That's fair. Considering we get all our guys healthy, back, ready, and up and running. Man, you got a, a bum ass receiver at number two in Mike Wallace, and then you got a thirty. Who should flourish in this offense? A thirty-seven year old starting number one receiver and Steve Smith. The Ravens have never had a history of great wide receivers. It sucks back. Um, I don't think so. You don't think what? Sugs back. He said it sucks back. Grego. Oh, uh, yeah, Suggs will be back. Um, I don't think he's, like, in, you know, in the practices and all that, but um, I think come, you know, the, the second or third preseason game, we'll see him out there for a few plays. But, How uh, do y'all all not fight on air? Uh, Grego, sometimes... He ain't said no retarded shit yet. Well, th- there's moments, like, every time he says the word stealer, I, I have, a like, an itch to punch him across the... Computer here, but, but the nigga hands ain't like that, you know. But nah, well, I ain't, I ain't, nah. Um, he he ain't said no, he ain't said no crazy shit yet. Um, yeah. I, so getting back to the series, Pittsburgh against Baltimore. Um, the first game is a home game for y'all. Week nine, all, all fresh off the bye week, right? Um, I I imagine who, the last team you would had would have had was the Jets. The Jets, yep. Fitzpatrick, Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, and we we pretty we pretty great off the bye week too. So and and who would y'all be coming off of playing? Um, shit, my oh, preparation, preparation. My shit is locked up. Oh. Uh, but 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 actually, we got to buy that week too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But we would have came off the Patriots. In Pittsburgh, right? In Pittsburgh, yeah. Oh okay, that's an interesting game. That's an interesting game. Um. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If, if I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be rational now because trust and believe me, listeners. When the season comes on, I probably will not be rational. I'm and, not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I and, probably will not and, be rational. And and I, I got to shout out Grego here because Grego is a diehard Patriots fan. I don't know if he grew up in Massachusetts or the Boston area or whatever, but that dude is that dude bleeds Patriots. Yeah, well. So. Fuck the Patriots, <laughs> <laughs> and that's for real. <laughs> Look at Grego, LOL, uh, uh, <laughs> and that's real, nigga. Nah, um, nah, but uh, real talk, um, you ain't said who you got winning the first game. Uh, since it's at home, I'll pick the Ravens coming off the bye, and then in Pittsburgh in December, it's probably gonna snow two feet. On a field or something crazy like that, I, I, I give y'all the W. I think we split. Split. Uh, yeah. Well, you know I ain't finna say that shit. Of course. I'm gonna keep it a buck, nigga. Of course. We we owe two. We y'all swept us last year on some bullshit, and that's cool. I ain't gonna take nothing from y'all. Y'all swept us. Crazy stat for you. I think we're we're we've won eight out of the last eleven against Pittsburgh. Nah, check that stat. Okay, I, yeah, let's, check let's, that stat. Eight out of the last yeah, 11. Yeah, so, yeah. 11 games. So, let's go back to the 2011 season. We swept you, 2011. 
Nah, show me facts, nigga. Don't I'm, even... I'm, I'm, show, I'm telling you. No, you telling me. That ain't facts because you okay. telling me, nigga. Well, well, come on now. You, no can't, you can't remember these games? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> no Dolphins talk. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to do uh, this just for you. I'm going to do this just for you. They suck. Hey, you know what, Mocha Bella? I, in my top five pass rushers, I I, I did have Cameron Wake. Don't you Wake. put Cameron Wake old ass I in had that Cameron Wake conversation, bro. In the conversation, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Nah, yeah. The, 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 the Dolphins got some internal issues that they, they're dealing with. I don't know if they're going to even be any good this year. Who's the Who's the coach? Gase, Adam Gase. Uh, Gase, yeah, Gase. He' supposed to be saving, uh, saving Tannehill. Um, y'all got Arian Foster. Yeah, Laramie Tunsil, who I wanted the Ravens to draft. Um, uh, then uh, who who Sue Landry? Sue's still there, right? I mean, yeah, he's still there. But whatever. Uh-huh. But I'm more. I'm. All right, I get to you. Y'all receiving Cole ain't going to cut it because um, Tannehill ain't the type of quarterback that make wide receivers great. Um, Landry was pretty. Yeah, good. but. Is he a number one receiver? He's their number one no, receiver. No, 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 no. That's not what I asked you. I understand that he's their number one receiver, but in the if he goes to the – nah, the Jaguars ain't a good example because they got two good receivers. Right. If he goes to Tampa Bay, is he a number one? Who's over there? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Vincent Jackson. Uh, he's probably taking a back seat behind uh, Mike Evans, so I would say no. Are you taking a back seat to Vincent Jackson? Who, Landry? Yes. You sure? Uh, 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 yes. A 35-year-old Vincent Jackson? Who still catch the deep ball better than a lot of receivers? Okay, that's fine, but if, I, if, that, if that's me, I'm enough. not. If that's me, but I'm, nah. Landry is not better than Mike Evans, bro. I mean, I'm sorry, Vincent Jackson. Uh, I don't know about He's that. He's not better than well, Vincent well, Jackson, bro. Landry has more upside than Vincent Jackson. Sure, but then he got to beat out Vincent Jackson. He's not beating out Vincent Jackson this year. I, I don't know about that. That, that. I mean, that's up for debate. I I, I think a, a younger Landry. And look. And tell Tunsil to stop fighting in practice, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell him <laughs> that shit. Tell him. <laughs> Bama got caught with the gas mask on uh, his t- his hack Twitter and now this nigga fighting in practice. Cut that shit out, man. Yeah, yeah, man, for real, but. No, Landry, if he did what he did with Tannehill as the quarterback, imagine what he could do with a better quarterback. <laughs> All right, Jameis Winston, I mean, he up and coming, but would you say he a better quarterback right at this second, or would you say his upside is better? Um, Definitely his upside's better. I mean, I w- that's kind of debatable at this point right now. I mean, sure. I guess I'd give the edge to Jameis Winston because of Tannehill's past, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it's it's not – Cut and dry. No, it's it not. not it's it's definitely not cut and dry. But I would say this: I would also give a slight edge in terms of style of play, um, physicality, and I, uh, being a much better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying I would give the edge to Winston, but like I said, it's not. It's not. Oh, the gap is not big. It's not consistent. It's like it's not. You could debate right now just because of the sample size of Jameis Winston that. You know, Tannehill, I mean, experience does play a point, play a part. Oh, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is, uh, or cert- most certainly their running game, it has been better than the Dolphins' running game. Uh, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. So you got, he kind of got that to fall on. And that Lamar Miller, uh, not signing him, I think is going to hurt. What you think about that? Um, no, I think, I think Lamar Miller needed a change. 
I think he needed. I need. I think he needed to go. He needed to change. Yeah. Um. He got that. Them couple games when Dan Campbell took over. Right. And, right. And that was it. He needed yeah. to change. Cause yeah. It's not because it's not like the skill ain't there. Yeah. I the remember skill that is game. There. He smacked the Texans around. In that yeah. Game. He'll he'll be good and he'll be good in in Houston. Right. Lamar right. Miller. I think. Right. I think. So you're saying the Steelers are going to sweep the Ravens? The Steelers are going to sweep the Ravens. Is it because you owe us? Yeah. Period. Okay. And Tomlin Tomlin of all people takes those games serious. No, sure. No, I get that. Yeah, like it's 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 a little something different when we play the Ravens. No, nah, I understand. And that. Tomlin understands that he goes into it with that. With it's, it's mutual. Yeah, it's mutual. Yeah. I, I I get it. Um, we we would love nothing more than to beat you twice again. So where where um. So we got anything else? No, nah, man. Here? I mean, I, I do want to say, man, shout out to you know, shout out to y'all that came into the chat room and hollered at us, man. And I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, man. I definitely like. As we start to do this, uh, and really we we pretty much gonna be doing this for the mainstay. We got a lot of ideas that we ain't gonna dis, you know disclose right now, but we got a, definitely a lot of ideas about how we want to do things. But um, we we going live. That's what we gonna be doing from now on. Um, so when I mean I don't, I I think I speak for Trey when I say it, when we see y'all rapping, we we want to talk to y'all. Like yeah, you definitely. Know, me and him could talk all day, and that's cool, but. I want to talk to y'all, see how y'all feel about this sports shit, man. So when y'all see us posting that we going on, man, come holler at us, man. Because, you know, I, I like to talk to the people, man, especially when we talking this sports shit, man. I, I like talking to y'all, man. So let's, you know what I'm saying, tell a friend and tell a friend, man. Let's come on get this get this shit popping, man. Yeah, and I'll echo what Mike Show said. You know, you know somebody that likes sports, you know, tell them to come holler at we us. We're going to talk that shit. Us. Yeah, yeah, we're we going to talk sports from a different perspective, our perspective, um, Barbershop perspective, uh, we, we're going to do all that. I mean, we're going to get into, you know, other stuff, a little music, a little entertainment here and there every now and then. But, um, you know, for the most part, we're going to bring it to you live for the foreseeable future. Um, and again, just want to remind you guys, Spreaker.com, search for the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast, look for our red logo, click the like button. Click the follow button. Tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend. Absolutely. You know, tell all the Stewies out there. Shout out to Doug Stewart, the whole, the big homie. Um, any other Stewies y'all know out there, tell them to come holler at us. Uh, we over here doing our thing. We're trying to do big things. And um, one last time, uh, we're, we're going to be doing some, we're going to have some great ideas come, uh, come the next couple months. And we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes and we'll see where that ends up. So, um, so again, um, hit us up through email. I don't want to forget. Uh, we working on that, Chief Rock. We're going to get that popping, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, don't forget, hit us up through the email. It's barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. We also are on Twitter at barbershop, S-P-O-R, the number two. And we also got the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast Facebook page. And we also got the Instagram page as well. Oh, one more reminder, folks. Um, we're working on a blog site. Um, and oh, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so we're, we're working on a blog site. We haven't got it fully constructed 100% yet, but once we do, we'll give y'all the you know website address, and we're going to be doing blogs once a week. Me and Maestro will, you know, we'll do... A blog once, you know, I guess Just, once every week. you know, whatever, whatever little sports topic is out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whatever's on our mind, um, that's what we're going to do. So, um, so for, uh, for Trey Frazier, Maestro Styles, this is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. 
We out of here. Peace out, y'all. Hey. What you want, I got what you need. need. Shorty, what you want, I got what you need. Hey. Shorty, what you want, I got what you need. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.